Welcome back to Studying for Nursing School. Uh, my name is Mike, and today we'll be going over the nervous system. Uh, if you like what you hear and you want to hear more, go ahead and leave a review on whatever you're listening on. Uh, it helps me out, and it helps others get this podcast, and it'll help show us on more pages for whatever podcast platform you are on. All right, uh, let's get started here. What is the nervous system? From perceptions to daily experiences, the nervous system controls many aspects of the human body. This system coordinates several activities in the body. It governs people's consciousness, their personalities, how they learn, and their ability to memorize. Working with the endocrine system, the nervous system regulates and maintains homeostasis. The nervous system is anatomically divided into two parts. The central nervous system is the first. The central nervous system is comprised of the brain and spinal cord. It is where information processing and control occurs. Peripheral nervous system, or PNS. The peripheral nervous system is comprised of the nerves associated with CNS. It connects all nerves of the body to the CNS. There are two types of fibers in the PNS the afferent fibers that transmit impulses from organs and tissues of the body to the CNS, and then efferent fibers that transmit impulses from the CNS to the organs and tissues of the body. The PNS is further divided into the somatic and autonomic nervous system. The somatic nervous system primarily controls voluntary activities such as walking and riding a bicycle, Thus, this system sends information to the CNS and motor nerve fibers that are attached to the skeletal muscle. The autonomic nervous system is responsible for activities that are non-voluntary and under unconscious control. Because this system controls glands in the smooth muscles of internal organs, it governs activities ranging from heart rate to breathing and digestion. The automatic nervous system is further divided into the following. Sympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system focuses on emergency situations by preparing the body for fight or flight. The parasympathetic nervous system. The parasympathetic nervous system controls involuntary processes unrelated to emergencies. This system deals with rest or digest activities. Based on the activities of the nervous system, this system can be functionally divided into three parts. The first one being sensory. Information is gathered both internally and externally and carried to the CNS. The sense gather the information that the sensory nervous system transmits. The integrative, the integrative nervous system is where the CNS process is interprets information received from the sensory nerves. Motor, motor nerves convey information that is processed by the CNS to muscles and glands. A good tip to remember the difference between sympathetic and parasympathetic. Sympathetic can equal stress, so sympathetic stress. Parasympathetic can equal peace, so that would be parasympathetic peace. Okay, and there's a chart here that uh, shows the divisions of the nervous system. So we have the nervous system, we have the peripheral nervous system, 
and on the other side the central nervous system and below the peripheral nervous system we have the somatic nervous system and the atomic nervous system and below the atomic nervous system we have the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system okay and we have a question here which organ is part of the central nervous system is it a brain b heart c lung or d stomach the correct answer is a the brain and we have a second question here what part of the nervous system controls blood vessel contraction is it a the atomic B, central, C, somatic, D, sympathetic. The correct answer is atomic. The peripheral nervous system is divided into the somatic and atomic nervous systems. The atomic nervous system transmits neural signals to the smooth muscle found in the walls of internal organs and structures like blood vessels. The anatomy of the brain. The brain is a mass of tissue that is made of billions of nerve cells called neurons. This complex organ controls a wide range of processes and integrates information received from the five senses. Protected by the skull, the brain consists of four cavities called ventricles. These cavities are filled with cerebrospinal fluid or CSF, which surrounds the CNS. This fluid serves many purposes, such as protecting the brain from physical shocks and removing waste from the neural tissue in the brain. The brain is divided into the following three regions. We have the cerebellum. This is found beneath the cerebrum and behind the brainstem. It helps coordinate body movements, posture, and balance. Brainstem. This is found between the thalamus and the spinal cord. It is the lowest part of the brain that connects the brain with the spinal cord. Unconscious functions like breathing rate, heart rate, and blood pressure are controlled by the brainstem. Cerebrum. This part of the brain is the largest part of the forebrain. The cerebrum controls higher, higher order functions such as interpreting touch, speech, and language, reasoning emotions, and fine motor control. The cerebral cortex is gray or gray matter that surrounds the entire cerebrum. It is divided into a left and right hemisphere. The ridges of the cerebral cortex are called dry or, and the grooves are called sulci. The very large grooves are called fissures. The cerebral cortex is divided into four lobes. We have the frontal lobe the parietal lobe, the temporal lobe, and the occipital lobe. The cerebral cortex is the most complex part of the brain, and each lobe has specific functions. So we have the frontal lobe. It processes high-level cognitive skills, reasoning, concentration, motor skills, language, and functions as a control center for emotions. The parietal lobe, integration site for visual, perception and sensory information such as touch, pain, and pressure. The temporal lobe organizes sounds and processes. Language that is heard helps form memories, speech perception, and language skills.
And lastly, the occipital lobe interprets visual stimuli and information. Okay. And the thalamus and limbic system. The cerebral cortex is composed of gray matter. This matter is a type of neural tissue that contains three types of neurons, which are nerve cells that make up the nervous system. We have sensory neurons. They are afferent nerve cells that send information towards the CNS. This information is what is sensed using the five senses from the external environment. Motor neurons, efferent nerve cells that carry impulses away from the CNS to the effectors, which are typically tissues and muscles of the body. Interneurons, nerve cells that act as a bridge between motor and sensory neurons in the CNS. These neurons help form neural circuits, which helps neurons communicate with each other. Another part of the forebrain includes the limbic system, which controls emotions and memory as shown in the image here I have. This system is found right beneath the cerebral cortex and sits above the brainstem. Okay. And we have four major structures of the brain comprising the limbic system. We have the hypothalamus, which is found below the thalamus. This structure plays a role in regulating the automatic nervous system, or the ANS. It is primarily concerned with homeostasis and regulates various activities such as hunger, anger, and the response to pain. The hypothalamus works with the pituitary gland from the endocrine system. This gland uses hormones or chemical messengers to generate responses in the body. Amygdala, recognized as the aggression center areas of this region, produces feelings such as anger, violence, fear, and anxiety. The thalamus, it is a different sensory inputs come through the nerves and end at the thalamus, which directs this information to various parts of the cerebral cortex. The sense of smell is the only sense that bypasses the thalamus. Information related to movement is also processed by the thalamus. The hippocampus helps convert short-term memory to long-term memory. If the hippocampus is destroyed, new memories cannot be formed, but old memories are retained. Anatomy of a neuron. Recall the nervous system is comprised of specialized cells called neurons. A large network of neurons work together to quickly send and receive messages through the body. As shown, we have several parts. A neuron structure is designed to transmit electric signals before they are transmitted as chemical signals to a target cell. The following three basic parts make up a single nerve cell. We have the cell body. This is the main part of the neuron that contains the nucleus of the nerve cell, also called the soma. Other organelles are also found in the cell body. Dendrites, these are appendages attached to the cell body that receive signals from neurons. Axon, this is the long structure attached to the cell body. It conducts and transmits information to other cells. Branches at the end of the axon form axon terminals. These branches facilitate communications between neurons and target cells. Also, we have uh, the myelin sheath and node of Ranivir. The myelin sheath is a protein and lipid structure produced by a type of glial cell. 
called a Schwann cell. This sheath functions like a blanket that provides a layer of insulation around the axon of a neuron, increasing the speed of electrical signal transmission. Regularly spaced gaps called nodes of Ranvier are found between the myelinated sheaths. Electric signals jump from one node to the next, thereby increasing the speed of signal transmission. Okay, we have the synaptic transmission in nerve impulses. The electric signals and neurons transmit are called neural impulses. Neurons must be excited to create a nerve impulse. A stimulus triggers excitation. At the resting state, the inside of the neuron is a more negatively charged, whilst the outside of the neuron is more positively charged. This difference in electrical charge because of potassium and sodium ion establishes the resting potential. During an action potential, a reverse in electrical charge occurs across the membrane of a neuron in its resting state. As shown, we see what happens when a neuron receives a neural impulse by way of a stimulus or chemical signal from another neuron. The inside of the neuron becomes more positively charged while the outside of the neuron becomes more negatively charged. This reverse in charge travels down the axon as an electric current. Okay, so let's go through here. Once the action potential reaches the terminal bulbs of the action terminal, the syn synaptic transmission process begins. An action potential travels down the axon and reaches the terminal branches of the axon. Voltage-gated sodium gates open, causing sodium to enter the axon terminal bulb. Voltage-gated Ca2 plus channels open at the same time. Calcium ions move into the axon terminal bulb of the presynaptic neuron. Calcium ions bind with proteins on synaptic vessels that carry chemical messages called neurotransmitters. This binding causes the vessels to contract and move to the presynaptic membrane. Neurotransmitters are released from the viscals via exostasis and diffuse across the synaptic cleft. Neurotransmitters bind with receptors on the postsynaptic membrane of a neuron, gland, or muscle. Depending on what the postsynaptic target cell is, the following response can happen. We have axon to dendrite, action potential travels to next neuron, axon in muscle cell, muscle contraction, axon in gland, hormones released from gland. Okay, and we have some review here. The nervous system is divided into central nervous system and peripheral nervous system. The somatic nervous system controls voluntary activities while the automatic nervous system is responsible for involuntary activities under unconscious control. The nervous system performs sensory, integrative, and motor functions. The three major regions of the brain are the cerebrum, brainstem, and cerebellum. Four lobes comprise the cerebral cortex, which is gray matter that surrounds the cerebrum. The limbic system consists of the hypothalamus, 
epidermis, hippocampus, and amygdala, each of which has different purposes. Neurons are made of dendrites, a cell body, an axon, and an axon terminal. Myelon sheaths insulate the axon of neuron, increasing the spread of electrical signal transmission. A neuron must be excited for, for or from a stimulus to create a nerve impulse. Resting potentials are established when the outside of a nerve cell is more positively charged than the inside of a nerve cell. Action potentials are established when the reverse of a resting potential occurs. Synaptic transmission occurs in several steps and only occurs following an action potential. And neurotransmitters are chemical messengers released during an electrically stimulated synaptic transmission process. All right, thank you for listening for today's topic, which we went over the nervous system. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and leave a review. If you did not, go ahead and leave a review and state what I can either fix or what you would like to hear for next time. Thank you guys for listening. Bye.